0: The 630Chad Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630Chad.
1: Well, it is the afternoon news. It's Jalen, Andrew, Morley, Eileen back together again.
0: Yeah, we got the band back together. We're going to play the tune for you all week long. And, hey, four-hour shows the entire time. That's yeah. fabulous. Yeah,
1: you can't get enough. It's all week.
0: Nope, the Oilers uh, not in action this week, so...
1: That's probably good for them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Arrest is as good as a what do they say? Uh, Change is as good as a rest. We'd like them to both do both. rest and get and change a little uh, of the outcomes if you could
1: Uh, well we sure did miss y'all over the past week uh we'll give you some uh insight into that great uh winter getaway in um, montego bay that we just returned uh, from very late last night but uh, again there's a few things we want to let you know about today uh we have uh Chris Hadfield tickets to give away. He's coming back to town um, in, I believe it's in October. He's It's on the anniversary of the Apollo landing. Uh, we have tickets to give away for that today. But we're going to do it in a different, fashion, different than fashion than we typically
0: do it. So how are we doing it?
1: When you hear... A piece of Space Oddity. Space Oddity. From Chris Hadfield played. Okay. It could be played any time throughout the afternoon. And we'll say nothing about it. We'll say nothing time. about it. It'll just play. We will remind you a couple of times throughout yep. the afternoon that this is going on. When you hear it play, call us at four nine six zero zero six three. And and you, got you could the win tickets. tickets all right there you go we do need to get to this because of course uh this is what uh, everyone is talking about today and let's uh so let's start here uh finally seeing the uh the paperwork the agreed statement of facts uh when it comes to the humboldt bus uh crash and plain and simple if you can say it that way The semi-driver ran a stop sign.
0: Right. So all along we've been saying, let's wait and see what the facts are so we can form a conclusion or so we can understand the conclusion that will be formed by the judge in sentencing. And, of course, sentencing is uh, taking place for the next five days. It will happen all week long. So in the end, the agreed statement of facts is that he was not distracted, not on a phone. He was not uh, blinded by sun, He was not... Uh, drinking and uh, was not using drugs, so mm. um, he simply didn't stop at a stop sign. And it was the bus that impacted the truck, and not the other way around. And that the bus impacted the truck, they say, just uh, just in front of the lead trailer's tire. So That's that right. would be about uh, the halfway point mm-hmm. if you're looking at the whole unit, because of course the tires are at the back of the trailer, right? So uh, he and he was driving at approximately 90 some kilometers an hour. And that the bus driver was doing a similar speed and could take no, had took all evasive action that he could. He
1: did break. Uh, I think they said it was about 27 meters out when he saw it, and uh, but there was nothing he could do. They said there was absolutely no way that Glenn Dirks and the bus driver could have avoided the collision. Absolutely right. no way.
0: And among the other statement of facts agreed to by all uh-huh. parties is that the trees did not play a factor. Remember, we,
1: there's all the they could talk about the trees right. along that one quadrant of in one corner had nothing to do with it.
0: And as we had suspected, I think from the. day, that it happened because as aerial pictures started to surface there was no skid Mm -hmm. marks uh, from the truck and a number of people pointed that out and it's an agreed statement of fact as well that the truck driver did not apply his brakes Mm -hmm. Uh, the bus driver did so Yeah, again, the bus driver attempted to stop, but at that speed and with the speed of the truck, he couldn't evade the collision and he T-boned the truck.
1: Semi-trailer unit was traveling at a speed of 86 to 96 kilometers an hour. The bus driver applied the brakes to the bus. The bus started to skid approximately 24 meters south of the point of impact. So now the driver who's facing, he's 30 years old, he faces a maximum... Uh, sentence
0: of 14 years for each charge of dangerous driving causing death and 10 years for dangerous driving causing bodily harm. And what's happening right now is the um, impact statement. So, victim impact statement. Yeah, so all yes. the families are having the opportunity to say uh, mm-hmm. how the, this accident has impacted their lives and changed their lives, both whether or not they lost an individual or an individual was injured. And that uh, that's got to be...
1: Oh, painful. It's going to be just a painful uh, few days. Well, it's been a painful uh, few months coming up uh, just short of a year. Seventy-five impact statements have been submitted to the court. Sixty-five of them will be read out loud. Sixty-five being read out loud by the victims and their families.
0: Well, sixty-five read out loud, and uh, I think, aren't the others, the prosecutor, I believe, is reading out... Some of them as well, and There's early, ten yeah, early reports I had heard that the prosecutor, and you always think of individuals who prosecute mm-hmm. cases as being pretty hardened over the years, but i've uh, heard that the prosecutor broke down in tears several mm-hmm. times while mm-hmm. while reading those statements, so
1: so again, as we said uh, the uh, the um the driver in this case um pleaded guilty to 16 counts of dangerous driving causing death, 13 counts of dangerous driving causing bodily harm, faces a maximum sentence of 14 years for each count of dangerous driving causing death, 10 years for dangerous driving causing bodily harm. So the thing here is, is that... So uh, that's what's going to be, I think, my question. uh, This is the next question. Right. So what, what we're going to do now
0: is we're going to wait for sentencing, and at that point, I'm sure we'll all react to what the sentencing is. It's not enough. It was too much. Um... We have an agreed statement of facts, so there's nothing left to learn here, mm-hmm. uh, except for what the sentence will yeah. be. And at the end of the day, um, he ran a stop sign, mm-hmm. with horrific consequences. Right. So now what?
1: Well, now the the judge in this case is going to have to look at it because there's nothing really on files from before that are at this magnitude on on course mm-hmm. uh, on, on case course. <laughs> from from former cases that are similar to this so he's gonna have to come up with something you know both of them both sides will recommend what they think yeah and then the judge is going to have that tough decision
0: to make yeah and you know i i want to be careful just because it's my first day back and i'm remembering how to do radio so i don't want to get everybody upset but it so we're what we're doing now is we're were, are we sentencing based on the consequences of his actions or are we sentencing on his actions? Because, and I'm not in any way excusing the driver here, but this had a huge impact on a whole lot of people, loss of life, of course, the families. <laughs> but at the end of the day, what did he do? He well, ran a stop but sign.
1: But here's the thing. He, he didn't plead guilty to running a stop sign. He did plead gu- guilty to 16 counts of dangerous driving causing death.
0: Yeah, which is, you know, and again... So here's the thing. We talked about this back at the at the time, and we we looked at the criminal code, and we looked at you know, the laws uh, governing this, and we said, okay, distracted driving. And many people had said, dangerous driving. Uh, not uh, sorry, I said distracted. I meant dangerous. Dangerous driving is a hard thing to prove because you have to, you have to demonstrate that there was um, you know some path of dangerous driving. There had to be witnesses along the way. But the way around that would be for him to simply. Um, confess that he or admit to the fact that he didn't attempt to stop so that's apparently what he did and in this particular case that may mm-hmm. actually really benefit him in the sentencing portion of this because generally judges look favorably on on his act on on actions like this where you spared the family a trial right so that's usually taken into consideration but again this is more speculation because we don't know what the sentence is going to be at this point um, it could be anything
1: someone just texted and said did they ascertain why the bus driver didn't react to miss the truck? Well, you just missed what we said and I'll yeah. read it again for you This is from the agreed statement of facts the driver of the bus Recognized the hazard as early as possible and took the evasive action of hard braking The actions of the driver of the bus did not contribute to the collision The driver of the semi tractor unit failed to recognize the hazard and took minimal or no action In effort to avoid the collision. Right. So again, the bus, or the bus in point, there was a 24 meters worth of brake skid marks leading into that so there there's your answer to right. that when he did he did he did everything he that was could.
0: humanly possible physically and mechanically possible so
1: and they have said he has
0: there was absolutely no blame whatsoever no blame whatsoever part. on the bus driver and i guess the only other thing we haven't mentioned but it's been mentioned before and again in the agreed statement of facts that there was a four foot diameter yeah. stop sign that it was uh, illuminated with a red flashing light that flashed mm-hmm. at a rate of once per second, mm-hmm. that there was indication signage which indicated there was a stop sign ahead. N- numerous. Numerous. That there was yeah. a junction ahead. So, yeah, again, there's the, the conclusion is this. In a nutshell, it's this simple. The truck driver, it would appear, chose not to stop at the stop sign. That's right. That's it. So he chose not to stop at the stop sign. And again... The 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 bit of trees that we talked about, and again, we were looking at the, just those aerial videos or and and pictures. Was it months ago now? Years? I don't even know. Um, Some of
1: your texts coming in this yeah,
0: afternoon. Those that was not a factor. The trees were in no, no way a factor. The
1: trees were not a factor either. Says, I'm so torn on this one, Jane Andrew. Part of me wants to throw the book at this guy, and part of me says he probably needs a chance to get his life back. He needs to pay a consequence, but I'm not sure he deserves 30 years in jail, if he got a few years per case, let's say. Does someone who attempts murder and fails deserve a less severe consequence for someone who ran a stop sign with terrible consequences? Not sure what I would do if I was the judge today, and for the record, I'm usually a a throw-a-book-at-them type of guy.
0: As am I, and that's the problem I'm having as well, and I don't want to, on day one, back from vacation, I don't I want to get everyone fired up. I'm not trying to do that mm-hmm. at all. But I'm and I'm not excusing the driver in any way because it would simply appear again from the statement of facts and from his confession that he chose. It looks as though he chose not to stop at a yeah. stop sign. Yeah. Um, so you, and you go, well, OK, have you ever chosen not to stop mm-hmm. at a stop sign? Have you ever rolled through a mm-hmm. stop sign? Um, and that's why I said earlier and again, not excusing the driver in any way. Yeah. And I am a throw the book at the and I'm kind of guy as well. But you, you sort of go, okay, so are yeah. we judging the consequent Are we sentencing based on the loss of life and injury, or are we sentencing yeah. based, on the, based on the action?
1: And, you know, I go back to some of the other court cases that we've known of and we've talked about on this show. Now, in it's in, Boy, We're in not relation, easing back into in, this afternoon in rel- news thing, are we? In relation to drunk driving, mm-hmm. though, you think of, um, you know, uh, Cole, uh, Cole Novak and, and those boys that were that were killed out in, in Leduc... Um, And by a drunk driver, and I think, so three lives snuffed out by a drunk driver who was going, like, some absurd speed, just absolutely pie-faced, and he got eight years. And at that time, they said that that was the longest sentence ever handed down for a drunk driving case. So how do you, I I don't know know if you here. I, I don't know what you do, I don't know what you do here.
0: Honestly well,
1: that's why there's I'm glad there's I'm not judges. the
0: judge. I don't I don't know what to do either. And and, and no, we're not going to be satisfied. And you know what
1: no one's go- I don't think anyone's going to be satisfied. I, saw, I think you know when you listen to some of the parents today some of them seem to have m- have found a way to forgive. They might not ever forget, but have, t- have have said they can't live with hate, they can't live with the anger, because that'll just be all-consuming. And other ones today just saying, I'm trying, mm-hmm. but I am not there yet.
0: Yeah, and you know what? I don't want to muddy the waters, but having no. said that, I probably will. The two questions I still sort of want answered, I, I went through the statement of agreed facts, and I went through not everything else, and it's not in there. And the two questions that I want answered are, uh, what does log books look like? Was he over his... Uh, his allowable driving time. Was he tired, for example, is I guess what I'm asking, or was he violating the law in terms of that? The other question I want answered is what training he received between the time he was hired and the time that uh, he pulled that load. The, and that's just the old trucker mm-hmm. in me. I'm just curious, yeah. and I, I don't think it impacts the sentencing. I don't think it probably changes anything, but it could, you know, it could change what what actions are taken against the owner of the trucking company
1: mm-hmm.
0: because i i hold that individual partially responsible for this as well if it's determined or i would hold him partially resp- well quite a bit responsible if it's determined they didn't receive proper training or he didn't you know he sent them out not knowing that particular route and it's never made sense to me the route the driver was on but again that's I, again i don't want to muddy the waters so we'll we'll get through this this, this week and we'll check in at the end of each day of testimony, I think, and and see how it went.
1: Someone says uh, you cannot say what the driver, what the driver should. You cannot say that he failed to stop the traffic light. You do not know what he chose. No, you're right. We, well, well, he chose not to stop. <laughs>
0: Well, you know what? In the agreed statement of facts. Hey, I'm willing facts. to get in trouble on day one back from vacation. In the agreed statement of facts. Explain it to me some other way yeah. then. From the agreed statement of facts, the signage, the warnings, there was no sight line, the sun wasn't an issue. There was no drugs, no There's alcohol no drugs, no alcohol, involved, no distraction. He was not using
1: his cell phone. Right. Agreed statement of facts, folks. Right.
0: He knew he was coming up upon a, a junction in a highway and he was not did not have the right of way. So... Have you got some other explanation?
1: Uh, Here's the latest out of the the courtroom in Melfort, Saskatchewan. This is uh, Global News Radio's Richard
2: Cloutier. Player Logan Boulay was to attend university in Lethbridge. He wanted to be a teacher. His parents fought back tears as they told the court about their son. I am so proud his mom started. He will be known as an organ donor who helped save six lives directly and inspired thousands to sign their donor cards. He was a huge part of our lives and will not have the joys of becoming a teacher, a husband, or a father. The impact so immense. I want him to leave the egg pan on the stove and tell me again he will reuse it tomorrow. Logan's father, Toby, spoke to Sadu, saying he knows he wished he could start April 6th all over again, but his son will not return. I'm trying so hard not to let anger win. I have not found the compassion to forgive. Earlier, we learned Sidhu's semi-truck flew through the stop sign between 86 to 96 kilometers an hour when the bus struck it at high speed. The bus driver tried to stop, but there was nothing he could do. Richard Cloutier, Global News Radio, Melfort, Saskatchewan.
1: It's 3 to, uh, 2.20 on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Uh, Richard also spoke with uh, Mark Dahlgren, whose son Caleb was injured in the accident. Uh, take a listen to this one.
3: Doing, doing well, doing He's, well. He's at uh, York University. He's doing really well in school. He is uh, practicing with uh, York Lions every day. He takes part in all the team activities. He's just like another player, except he isn't playing right now.
2: There was um, a Jets connection to this after the, the playoff loss to, to Vegas. Tell us about that.
3: Yeah, um, after Vegas we went to the NHL awards and Caleb was fortunate enough to fly from Vegas to Winnipeg and uh, help Mark Shifley with his kidsport camp there and uh, it's an enjoyable experience and Caleb just raves about what a wonderful person Mark Shifley is and he met a few of the other Jets and they just welcomed him in and made him feel like one of the guys and he truly enjoyed it.
2: You are here to support the other families and you mentioned that the victim impacts really it's the ones that lost their loved ones here and you know there's a brethren in there that started with the hockey team and that can continues can you begin to help explain for people to understand uh,
3: what's happening in that room right now yeah it's a lot of emotion um you know we are devastated for the families that lost their loved ones um you know, we're gutted when we hear the sadness and despair in, in their hearts and listening to the victim impact statements, it's, it's gut-wrenching. And, uh, you know, for us, it was, it was the worst day of my life. And then three hours later, it was the best day of my life when we found out our son was alive and we felt that pain for three hours. And it was indescribable. And I can't, I just can't even get my head around feeling that for a lifetime. And so we just feel a need to support each other. And, um, you know, our 29 families are going to be tied together for life. And it's unfortunate that a tragedy like this is what bound us. But yet we're going to be there for the families forever.
1: So that was um, Mark uh, Dahlgren, whose uh, son Caleb was injured in the bus crash. Uh, Caleb, um, when you look, and they also, in this agreed statement of facts, outline the injuries that uh, the boys suffered. Um, Caleb, you know, an acquired brain injury, head injuries, uh, neck injuries, fractures to his C4, 5, 6 vertebrae, uh, back injuries, fractures to his T6, 270, 18, 9 vertebrae, blood, blood clots. Like, it was, that was. I think we all know that the injuries that um, that those who survived are living with are are in some cases absolutely massive, Andrew.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And again, everything that we've said this afternoon is the agreed statement of facts. These are his lawyer. Represented him agreeing with the crown's statement of facts with
1: the investigator who went in to right. investigate it no the distraction tra- the traffic reconstruction right. people it was the rcmp forensic collision R- uh, reconstructionist
0: right no distraction Road conditions were fine sun was not a factor trees did not obscure the view of the bus uh, signage was uh, there and abundant um, No cell phone. No cell phone, no drugs, no alcohol. These are all the agreed statement of facts. We're not uh, surmising or, you know, coming up with ideas of our own. These are the agreed statement of facts.
1: Again, five days have been uh, set aside for the sentencing hearing uh, as the families um, get up and, and share what life has been like since that horrific accident we'll keep you updated on it at 4 50 this afternoon richard cloutier who is in the courtroom will join us with uh, with the latest as uh, as the day wraps up right now it's 2 so again mm, uh, more details uh, with this agreed statement of fact finally about the uh, the humboldt uh, broncos hockey team uh, bus crash um Full coverage coming up in the news. Eileen will have the very latest coming up here. We'll keep you updated throughout the week. And again, at 450 CJOB uh, radio stations, uh, Richard Cloutier will join us. And again, a reminder, when you hear Space Oddity by Chris Hadfield, anytime today at 496-0063, give us a call. You could win your way to his next appearance here in Edmonton.
0: The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2.00. On 630CHAD.